Hey, this is the Manfuse Podcast. I'm Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, your host, sitting here with my co-host, the real estate man, Ben H. Today on the Manfuse Podcast, we give you our weekly Manfused manifesto. We'll read you something from Andy Frisella, creator of 75 Hard and the host of Real AF's podcast. And we're going to talk about courage and what one young man did to stop another mass shooting in Monterey, California for the Lunar New Year. But first, a little motivation. Ben, yes. I think we have started what we call a benchmark bit. A couple weeks back, we gave you a full list of things that we all needed to be reminded of just right. to keep us focused, energized, and you know, if something's been beating you down, maybe this will give you the energy and motivation to keep moving. That's so right. I think we should coin this as the man-fused motivation. Man-fused manifestations. Man-fused manifestations. I like that better. I like the weekly man-fused manifestation. The weekly manifestation? I like adding man-fused in there. Oh. It's M's and M's. I like the man-fused the, manifestation. Yeah. Okay, got Like man-fused motivation. With like man in all caps. Exactly. Yeah. This is your weekly man-fused manifesto. manifesto. Ben, I think we should divide up. You read half and then you can point to me and I'll take over. Let me pull this up. I'll just say this is called execution over analysis. Yeah, and this is coming from Andy Frisella. If you guys don't know Andy Frisella, check him out. He's got a podcast called Real AF. He's the creator of the exercise first form, but he's the one who created 75 Hard. 75 Hard creator. Whom Ben and I both have done. Yep. We're in the lifestyle. I've been following Andy for a long time member of Arte Syndicate, which is his private business group for a while. And, you know, I've met him numerous times. He's just a great guy and he's I, an absolute badass. I didn't know you met him. Numerous times. Yeah. He's a great guy, man. He's a really good guy. I've met him. I've met his brother. I met his dad. I hung out with his dad at the St. Regis and his brother. He's a beast. If you had to guess, what was his cologne of choice something to go dope. with his badassness probably like creed is that a cologne yeah like probably creed. based on the movie no it's a brand of french cologne it's called creed it's about 500 dollars a bottle it's ooh, fucking ooh, amazing yeah. it's like the stuff i wear called oud wood yeah tom ford <laughs> probably yeah, exactly. smell like a forest exactly dude maybe he rocks some tom ford i don't know all right but andy's the man this is coming straight from andy he sends out emails and i read this one and i was like you know what man this is such a great topic. It's execution over analysis. So here's what Andy has to say. And by the way, you can sign up for his email list and you can get these daily motivations from Andy, which is a great idea. Yeah, but before you do that, you should sign up yeah. for the Manfuse newsletter yeah, exactly. at manfuse.com. I'm just making sure I drive, you know, no, we're, we're sure going to plug, we're going to give him yeah. his due. Yeah. But Ben, sorry, we are trying <laughs> to grow here. Well, anyway, okay. So execution over analysis. Stop overanalyzing everything. Most people, likely you, overanalyze their path to becoming successful. Think about what they want. They think about what people will say. They think about what could go wrong. They think about what they might lose if they fail. They think about whether they're capable or not. They think, they think, they think some more. They think themselves right into irrelevance. And all of this thinking is ultimately what prevents them from doing any of the cool shit they dream about for their life. The people who end up doing all that cool shit you dream about for yourself don't spend their time or energy on these thoughts. 
They make a decision about what they want, and then they fucking act. And then they never stop. That's it. Day after day, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, that's what it takes. The problem most have has nothing to do with not following enough. What some losers might say, the things that could go wrong, or any of that shit. Real talk, I know a guy worth 300 million who doesn't know the difference between R and our. He wins because he does the things he thinks about. That's it. He executes. Contrary to what you might think, you don't need to be hyper-intelligent. You don't need to have all the right connections. You don't need to have all the right answers. You need to do shit instead of thinking about it, talking about it, or analyzing the what-ifs. Stop spending so much time analyzing and start doing. Put one foot in front of the other. Address obstacles when they come up. Overcome them. Never look back. It's not easy, but it is simple. Happy Lunar New Year, by the way. A time to celebrate for millions around the globe. It is the year of the rabbit, the water rabbit, which in Chinese culture they refer to that as the black rabbit. Interesting. So, because they see water as being black. It's interesting. The year of the rabbit is supposed to bring peace, prosperity, perspective, and unfortunately, on Sunday, I believe, Saturday night, the Lunar New Year's Eve, some asshole walked into a dance place, like a ballroom, right. in Monterey Park, California, and killed 11 people. With a gun. And injured nine others. Then that same asshole went to another ballroom and attempted to do the same. Now, there's a gentleman who was in that second ballroom that was a hero. Yeah. And I have spliced down this interview with him because he's being hailed a hero because yeah. he prevented who knows how many countless other deaths. Right. And he has a good perspective on courage. It was Chinese New Year's. We were hosting a social dance party. And uh, this is when I heard the sound of the front door creaking closing, instantly followed by the sound of a metal object clinking together. That's when I turned around and saw that there was an Asian man holding a gun. My first thoughts was I was going to die here. He didn't seem like he was here for any money. He wasn't here to rob us. When he was looking around the room, it seemed like he was looking for targets. Something came over me. I realized I needed to get the weapon away from him. I needed to take this weapon, disarm him, or else everybody would have died. When I got the courage, I, I lunged at him with both my hands, grabbed the weapon, we struggled into the lobby, trying to get this gun away from each other. He was hitting me across the face, bashing the back of my head. I was trying to use my elbows to separate the gun away from him. Finally, I was able to pull the gun away from him, shove him aside, create some distance, point the gun at him, intimidate him, shout at him and say, get the hell out of here, I'll shoot. And at this point, I thought he would run away, but he was just standing there contemplating whether to fight or to run away. I really thought I would have to shoot him if he came at me. This is when he walked out the door, jogged back to his van. I immediately called police with the gun still in my hand. A lot of people have been telling me how much courage I had to confront a situation like this. But you know what courage is? Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the ability to have adversity to fear when fearful events happen such as this. 
in, in crises like this, the people need courage, especially the victims, their friends, their families. My heart goes out to everybody involved, especially the people in Stardance Studio and Monterey Park. I hope they could find the courage and the strength to persevere. I mean, that's Medal of Honor. I think so. Couple things. First off, when I heard that there was a shooting, there's been an uptick in violence towards Asian American culture. Yeah. I was really surprised, honestly, to find out that it was an Asian man on Lunar New Year, not saying that they're not capable of such a thing. Right. I don't know why it wouldn't have surprised me as much if it was some angry looking, methed out white dude. Well, it's kind of what you would expect Specs. from a mass shooting. I mean, that's the standard. That's the stereotype of stereotype, mass shooter yes. is an angry white method. That's that's correct, <laughs> yeah. basically. And then there was another mass shooting towards the Asian community by another Asian guy in a different part of the country. I wonder why. I'm waiting for them to release more info. Well, Actually, they caught him alive, right? No, they found him dead in his van, killed a bunch of people, tried to kill more. And then instead of standing up, for whatever the reason is why you were doing it. Why not just kill yourself in the first place and not go wreak havoc? You must feel that you have been burned so bad by that culture or by these people that you want to go inflict that much harm across so many families. I think there is a level of suffering right now in this country and certainly in the world of young men. Young men, young males right now are suffering because so much is expected of them and so much is put on the man to deliver, right? And not much value is given. Value has to be shown. And it's something that Jordan Peterson talks about a lot. I'm not saying that that's the reason for this mass shooting. And certainly there's no excuse, but there's a level of suffering that seems to be going on. I think when you even step back and you look at men and women of any age, there's a level of suffering because if you think of the rate of suicide and drug overdoses, because yeah. people just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. They don't want to be in their current reality. Right. With whatever it is they're dealing with and whether it be job, you know, love, it just, they think life sucks and they don't see a light. And so that's why they're killing themselves. I don't have the numbers handy, but I would say that the rate of suicide is definitely up. The rate of overdoses is definitely up. The opioid epidemic is unbelievable as and far grand. as overdoses and are concerned. Taking your life is one thing, but going through and murdering a bunch of innocent people because your life sucks or you yeah. feel that you have been dealt a shit hand. Yeah. You know, you need to get back at collective group of people who knows if it was like someone of his parents friends or someone at church or ex-girlfriend ex or wife or employer i mean who knows but i think that it's something that we all need to get real with the idea of encountering at some point in our lives oh absolutely i mean we really need to search our consciousness and our soul and understand hey if i'm in this situation what am i going to do and people need to be diligent in locking doors and people need to be diligent in having security at events. And people need to really understand that this is now a real threat. That can happen anytime, any moment, anywhere. And especially in crowds. And you might be just collateral damage. If you see me in a crowd, I'm probably packing straight up. But I wanted to say regarding 
the gentleman who stopped this guy. You know, we've talked about the word courage, and I've alluded to something Winston Churchill said, but I destroyed it. You know what I mean? I got the idea right, but I wanted to read his quote because I think that this topic and this particular gentleman who stopped this guy and what he just said, that is the illumination of courage. That is courage. And I think that Winston Churchill's statement or definition of courage is probably the best one I've ever read. So in honor of him stopping this guy, I wanted to read it. Thank you, Ben. Winston Churchill said, courage is rightly esteemed the first of human qualities because it is the quality which guarantees all others. I thought about this after I heard it the first time. He even describes it. The guy walked in. He's standing by the door. Now the gentleman, the hero. Yes, the hero. He was not by the front door. He was facing the ballroom area and he heard this behind him. So meaning... He had to assess the situation and then move across the room before the dude even started shooting. Yes. Which led me to believe that there was a moment when the gunman walked in where he was assessing the room and what he was about to do, but he didn't walk in and just start spraying immediately. No. There was a gap in time where the hero had the time to bum rush him. That's right. To grab the gun. That's to right. To start wrestling it from him. Because if the guy would have opened the door with his hand on the trigger and started spraying and not knowing who was in there or how many people were in there, this story would be a different one. That's right. And our hero wouldn't have gotten to show his bravery. Likely not. Let me ask you a question, Ben. Is there a moment in time, and obviously you served thank you, you're a combat veteran, Yeah, that you had to act. I mean, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe you didn't have to wrestle a gun from someone that was about to just mass murder people. But is there a time where you felt the fear in something that you had to act or that maybe you felt the fear and you took off? It doesn't have to be the same level of live or die situation we all experience things differently we have different events that we are a part of and this could be an event that any one of us at any time could be a part of yes but have you ever experienced this is a moment and there would have been nothing wrong with running out the back door at the fast and trying to gather as many people as you could no of course not and some might have thought wow you're smart because this situation could have ended differently so you bring up Iraq. And the thing about combat that brings a lot of people close to the lifestyle is the the extremity of the emotions from all angles. It's like you take your regular emotions of life and put a 1000x magnifying glass on it, good and bad. And I saw, in some cases, leadership run. And I saw everyone, you know, Kobe Bryant said something about everybody faces the same fear. We all feel that fear, but the difference in champions and everybody else is what they do with the fear. The difference between heroes like that guy and most people is what they do with that fear. Now, everybody has it in them to make that decision, but not everybody will make that decision. And that's okay, but I was faced with a situation where because of my assignments and so forth, I got an option to go home like two months before all my friends back to Germany. And 
if you would have told me before I went that I was going to decline that offer, I would have told you you were out of your mind. But at that time, I chose to stay in the combat zone. I chose to stay with my crew. I chose to stay with my brothers. I chose to stay with them because it was more important for me to make sure that we all got home or to at least be there. I knew what it would look like in that room because we all lived in the same room if I was removed from it. Well, it wasn't necessarily more important to me than my life because I believed that we would live. But I also believed that without me, everyone in the room now has less of a chance of living because we're a weaker unit. And it's not just me. We could have lost any one of the people and it would have been the case. Why did you get the opportunity to go home before everyone else? It just happened. I had done some deals and I had, you know, I've always been working deals. I was working deals with the top brass and with top stuff. And we're, you know, I was helping different areas and doing different things. And good for you. You know, well, at least you had that option. At least you hustled your way to have that choice. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Which is a good thing that you were given the choice it is but i commend you for and i like to think that if that was me in that same situation i'd already committed to laying my life on the line yeah and i've already committed to this group of brothers you're in a zone it's a life it's a life that you've built a life and you only had to go two more months right yeah you've built a life over the last year and a half i mean it's a different life you've built a whole new life you know what i mean now it's not always the smart move because i actually had another opportunity to go home before everyone else. This was a deal that I cut before we went in. They said, anybody that wants to go forward with this infantry unit will get the first slot home. But this was not just you. It was a group of you. It was a group of us. I think you've told this story. Probably. And you guys went back to Germany. We went back to Germany. Thinking you were done. But the point is that when we got that slot, I offered my seat to my boy, Lunsford Brown, who had just had a daughter that he hadn't met. His wife just had a daughter and he didn't get a slot. And he was heartbroken because, and he walked around every day with the picture of his baby daughter on his arm. And, and I offered it to them and they declined to let me trade with him. Didn't he pass? And during the time he was there, he was the driver of the Colonel And when they were in Abu Ghraib visiting for the day, they got hit with a mortar round and he basically took most of the impact. Now, would that have been me if they would have allowed? I mean, you never know the result of the decisions that you make. You have to live with your decisions. And that's why it's important that you weigh out. You try to make an educated decision on the facts that you have in front of you. But in both cases, I made the same decision to take care of my people. That's always the decision that I'm going to always go that if it's me or like, you know what I mean? If I have a way that I can help someone, I'm probably going to do that if they're more in need than I am. Well, so and tragically, he never got to meet his daughter. Never met her. I spoke at his funeral. Man, if that doesn't. I met his daughter. If that doesn't give you chills, though. God, that's so sad. I mean, I spoke at his funeral back in Germany. It was ridiculous. So the way it happened was this tent got hit with a mortar round, took out 13 people, killed some of my friends were horribly badly wounded. Mangled. But we were back in Germany, 13 got taken out, just happened to be 13 back in Germany. And so that's when we got placed at Abu Ghraib. That's when you were called back. That's when we were called back. So we were called back after that attack occurred 
But before we went back, his remains came back, and I spoke at his funeral before going back to take his place. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so think about that. I offered him my slot. It was denied. I went back to Germany. He got killed, came back to Germany in a body bag before I had to go back and replace him, and I spoke at his funeral on the way out. Thank you for your service. Of course. But what that guy did, he put everybody else first. That's the difference. That's courage. He said, look, if I don't go get that, he didn't say if somebody else doesn't go get it. He said, if I don't go get that gun, we're all going to die. That was his thought. The universe had put them there. Right. At that time. Absolutely. With the gunman facing him and him only. Yes. So he was the barrier. Right. Between the gunman Mm. and all the rest of the people. And he took that response. He shouldered that. He said, yep, I got this. He was like, okay, universe, let's rock. He said, I'm going to die. It looks like I'm about to die. Die anyway. Because the risk you're really taking is, hey, if I disarm this guy, nobody's going to die. I might not even die. I might die. It might throw off his whole plan to where everyone else is saved, too. Now, imagine if that guy, same mentality, same guy, had taken some time to get a nice little Glock pocket carry and just had it on him. He could have taken that thing out and popped that dude in the chest four times, and it's game over. Yeah, a lot of times you're not going to have that time. A lot of times you're not going to get an amateur, like this guy obviously would, to walk in the door without the gun loaded. Well, I think the gun was loaded. No, but I mean he had to cock it. The sound of metal means the gun wasn't loaded. Right, right. If it was loaded, there would be no metal sound. There would only be a fucking bullet. That's what I'm saying. The dude could have opened the door, and as soon as the door opened, started spraying. He could have been loaded and ready to go, but he was an amateur. Most of these shooting guys are amateurs. If you know how to execute, you can see what these guys do, and you know it's playtime. He's a hero. He should be hailed as a hero. He doesn't even want to be considered a hero. No, because he's just doing the right thing, and that's what people are, dude. You just Thankfully, there weren't more, but man, that's a lot of freaking lives. It's a lot of families. Every single life is... Thoughts and prayers to all the people who lost their family and friends, and hopefully they'll get beyond this tragedy. And as he said, hopefully they'll have the courage to persevere. Absolutely. So check it out. Thanks for listening to the Man Fuse podcast. You can find us, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Support the show by the big guy at Table Dance. You can check out our Man Fused gear, which Ben has been working hard at. We have a clothing line Beautiful of stuff. stuff. Yeah, check that out at manfuse.com. We are now available to receive texts, or you can leave us a voice message at 770-744-5227. We'll talk to you tomorrow.